Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to another incredible, amazing, dare I say arousing episode of the Real Film Nerds Podcast. With me this week is no one. I am just by myself today. Uh, we hope all of you enjoyed the week off from hearing Mike and I banter about movies. I was on the other coast attending Mysterious Mike's recent nuptials, and that is why he is not on the podcast. He is still experiencing his long, long honeymoon, which he has dubbed a mini-moon because it is not his full honeymoon that is going to take place, I believe, next year, maybe? I don't know. That's up to him and his uh, newly found wife. Uh, Maniacal Mags is what I've deemed her. So, anyways, you guys have to deal with me today. I hope all of you are looking forward to just hearing me ramble about a movie that I watched in an airplane as I was flying over to the East Coast. So, uh, I don't care. You know what? You're going to have to deal with it. I'm sorry. You're just going to have to deal with it. So, one of the films that I watched, I watched multiple films flying over to the East Coast and back. It's quite a bit of a distance in an airplane. It's about... I think it's four and a half, five hours one way, something like that. So I was able to squeeze in quite a few, you know, because who needs reading? Readings for nerds. So one of the films I watched that I am going to be talking about today by my lonesome is Last Flag Flying that came out November 3rd, 2017. I thought this was a streaming only film. So I was going to dub this this a tributary, but I do remember seeing this in the theaters not for a real long time. And the reason why I say it's a tributary is that it was actually produced by Amazon, the Amazon Studios. So anyway, since uh, Mike is not here, I guess I have to do the rundown. Damn it. All right. So Last Flag Flying. Here's a little bit of the synopsis storyline for you. In 2003, 30 years after they served together in Vietnam War, former Navy hospital corpsman Larry Doc Shepard reunites with ex-Marines Sal and Mueller on a different type of mission, to bury Doc's son, a young Marine killed in the Iraq War. Doc decides to forego burial at Arlington Cemetery and with the help of his old buddies, takes the casket on a bittersweet trip up the East Coast to his home in suburban New Hampshire. Last flags, last flag flying. Man, I'm having a hard time saying that. Ugh. Last flag flying stars Brian Cranston as Sal Nealon, Lawrence Fishburne as the Reverend Richard Mueller, Steve Carell as Larry Doc Shepard and J. Quentin Johnson as Washington. So this film, I I do kind of remember seeing previews and things for it. Um, for those of you who do not know, I come from a long, long, long line of military personnel serving in my family. I guess that's a 
that's kind of uh, apt, you know. I today is uh, Veterans Day, or yesterday was Veterans Day, I guess you would say. And so maybe uh, this is a good movie to talk about here because this is um, this is a tough one to watch. It's uh, very emotional. There's a lot of um, political leanings, I guess you would say, that's brought out in it. Uh, there's some controversies around the. Uh, government and what the government did and what the government didn't do and what they did say and what they didn't say and then there's uh they they dabble a little bit the three main characters uh steve crow lawrence fishburne and brian cranston dabble a little bit about uh their time in the vietnam war they don't discuss it a whole lot but they do talk about that and they do talk about some of the political uh repercussions behind it and their thoughts on it and they don't do a whole lot but for the most part, I, I really enjoyed this film. Uh, I thought it was um, shot well. I thought the acting was fantastic. I mean, Steve Carell, you know, for those of you who have seen uh, Foxcatcher, you know, everybody knows him from The Office and his comedic roles and like 40-Year-Old Virgin and things like that. But Steve Carell really has very good dramatic acting chops. And for those of you who have seen Foxcatcher, Fox you would know that. You would have seen that film, and he is phenomenal in that film. Well, he pulls out all the stops on this one and does another wonderful, wonderful role of this father that's distraught, but he understands why his son followed his footsteps and went into the military, went into the Marines, wanted to serve. He's you know, very hurt by his son being killed, but he understands why. And he understands the service because he was there himself in Vietnam as a, uh, corpsman, not a Marine. He was corpsmen's are technically Navy. Uh, the, there's a few kickers here and there that you find out as the story proceeds, uh, kind of behind the scenes, um, stories, not, not behind the scenes, but, uh, backstory for Steve Carell's character that really uh, kind of shows you and explains why he's it, he comes off almost kind of dead inside in some scenes. But anyways, I'll, I'll move on to uh, the, our other two main characters, uh, Brian Cranston, who plays Sal Nealon, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who plays the uh, Reverend uh, Richard Mueller. They're both Marines. They both served with uh, Steve Carell's character, Doc. Uh, Sal definitely seems to be more of the uh, screw around type, the um, the guy that doesn't quite have his life together. Uh, I'm not sure how old they're trying to say the actors are. I'm not the actors; the characters are in the film. I, I would estimate, you know, 50s, 60s, something like that, because uh, Lawrence Fishburne walks with a cane, but they later explain that it was from an injury that he sustained during the Vietnam War. But Brian Cranston owns his character owns a bar, and he's always kind of screwing around, passing out drunk at the bar. You know, he's just he doesn't seem that he has his life together. Nothing's really gone right since their time together, and he doesn't have a problem with it. He's just kind of doing the best he can with what he has. And then you have Lawrence Fishburne's character, uh, the Reverend Richard Mueller, which is interesting. Because you get tones throughout the storytelling between the three characters about how wild and crazy they all were. And uh, Mueller, as they refer to him in the film, was the craziest of all of them. And now he is a reverend. 
he has met a wife. He has a family. He has kids. I think he even has grandkids. And he is on the straight and narrow. And then you have Steve Carell's character, which I touched on a little bit earlier, where he has a family. He has a, a, a wife. He has his son that served in the Marines and things. And so you have these three kind of different stories and different personalities and different characters that were in the worst of times in the Vietnam War really meshed well together and remained friends seemingly after the war to a degree. So, all right, I, I'm trying my best not to spoil it. Um, I'm sure most of you, the biggest spoiler is that his son's dead, but that's what the story is about. So that's not really spoiling it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick to our guns like we always do, even without my partner in crime, Mysterious Mike. But I will ask myself, so Matt... Yes, Matt. How does the last flag flying relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, thanks for asking, Matt. I don't want to do a cop out on this one because uh, we've already touched on it before and we've used them before. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. As we've said before, Mike actually has said before, stars in Ant-Man and Wasp as Dr. Bill Foster. So there's the MCU tie-in of the big main actor, or one of the big main actors. But I decided to dig a little bit deeper. Because, you know, Mike's not here, so i got to show him up, right? Jerry Lee Tucker, who played... Um, Raincoat in Last Flag Flying also played a mercenary in 2012's The Original Avengers. So, boom! In your face, Mysterious Mike. I not only got one, I got two. I took the time to look up a second one. You can't even take the time to be here. Oh, wait. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter at all. That's right. He's on his honeymoon. He's celebrating the happiest day of his life for a week. You can't hate on that. I mean, shit, my liver still hurts from that freaking wedding. It was a, it was it was a it was a good time and I am not going to sit here and talk about it too much more because I can go off for probably days about how much fun I had over there on the East Coast at his wedding and reminiscing with old friends and family. And it was a good time. I'll just leave it at that. It was a good time. My liver still hurts. I'm not sure if I will be drinking again before the end of the year. Oh, yeah, right. I'm drinking right now. I have a beer in my hand. Ah, tasty. All right, so... Last Flag Flying. I'm going to get into some of the, a uh, little bit of the spoilers, I guess you would say. One thing that uh, did bother me is they get, they don't show you, but they do get quite graphic on the death of Steve Carell's son in the film. He was uh, originally the colonel and the, um, I, I assume it was the same colonel that he was dealing with when he went to pick up the body, 
but came to his house, told him that his son was killed in action, and that he died protecting his uh, platoon and other soldiers in his group. And he died firing off his rifle until there were no more bullets and he was just killed. And there was nothing anyone could do. Later on, you finally get the story out of the colonel. Well, not out of the colonel. The um, Steve Carell's character's son, his best friend is there. And he's also the one that accompanies the three gentlemen and the body back to New Hampshire. He is there when Steve Carell and the other two gentlemen go to pick up the body. And while Steve Carell's sitting there uh, talking with the colonel and trying to get him to let him see his son one last time and things like that. And the uh, colonel's saying, that's not a good idea. He was shot in the head. You don't want to see him. You you really don't want to remember your son like this. You want to remember him how he is. And, you know, Steve Carell doesn't heed his vice. He pushes and pushes. And he said, I can't stop it. If you want to see your son, I will show you your son. And so he does. And while that all exchange is going on, Lawrence Fishburne and Brian Cranston's character start a conversation with this soldier standing in the corner that turns out to be uh, uh, Steve Carell's character's son's best friend who was there when he was killed. Well, turns out that it was not a firefight. They weren't even in combat. What happened is Steve Carell's son was going into a convenience store to buy the company Coke's. Or the platoon or the squad or however big the group of guys were. And it just so happened to be his turn or he volunteered to go do it or whatever. And he walks in the convenience store and he's buying the Cokes at the counter or whatever. And so and a, a terrorist, I assume, walks up behind him and blows him. Well, not blow, blow, blows his head off, basically. He puts the gun in the back of his head and pulls the trigger. And that was one reason why the colonel was saying, you know, you don't want to take a look at your son. You don't want to remember him because he was shot in the back of the head and he basically has no face. And you don't want to remember your son like that. I mean, there, I, you know, I have been to my fair share of funerals, uh, both for friends that were my age and younger and, and people that were older. And I personally, I always have a very hard time going up and seeing the body. I know it's, uh, uh, it's very respectful uh, to the dead, and you're supposed to, you know, certain religions really believe in that, and that's how you get to say your last goodbyes and things like that. But if if you're truly a Christian and you believe those things, that's not the person that's lying there in that casket anymore. That person is gone. That's just the shell that housed them that's lying there. But to each their own. I, you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. I've done it. I, I I'd rather not remember someone that I loved or a good friend or family member or whatever lying in a casket. I don't want that to be my last memories. And I I kind of agree with the colonel on saying, don't look at this. So this is where the political side kind of comes in. Is that the military basically lied to Steve Carell, lied to everyone else. The only person that really knows the truth was the young soldier that is his best friend, and he was there. And he starts telling everyone, and they push and push and push, and they finally get the colonel to tell him the truth and all that. 
And Steve Carell's character basically loses it, which I don't blame him. And he tries to take the body right there and then, and he doesn't want him buried in Arlington anymore, which I don't know if I agree with that. I would have wanted, you know, if if I it was my son, I would want him to be buried with full honors in Arlington because that's just, that's I mean, that's super sacred ground to the military. Doesn't matter what branch you're in, that's, that's insanely sacred ground. I mean, that's that you can't get higher than that when it comes to being buried, you know, to be taken care of and things. Arlington is the place that's literally the national cemetery. There's lots of different national cemeteries across this, you know, wonderful country of ours, but Arlington is the place. It just is. And it would be a real honor for a soldier to be buried there, no matter how they died. But Back on topic, Steve Carell felt just slighted by his government. He did not trust them anymore. He did not trust anything they were saying to him. He did not trust anything, and he wanted his son to come home with him. Here comes another spoiler. You find out a little bit earlier than when they go to get the body. I I believe Cranston and Carell were sitting in the bar talking or whatever. But uh, Steve Carell's wife had passed. And so that makes a lot more sense when you know that, that his wife passed a few years earlier. He was a single father. His son was off serving and he was working his job in New Hampshire. And so it makes a little bit more sense when he starts fighting and saying, no, I don't want him buried in Arlington. I want him to be buried with, you know, my wife where I will eventually be buried as well. So the whole family could be together. And so I understand and I respect that. And that makes more sense coming from that perspective. And so that's how the trip begins. That's kind of how it begins is they go through a whole bunch of kind of comedic, funny things here and there. Like they're trying to get, um, a U-Haul truck and Brian Cranston's joking around and says some things he really shouldn't have. And the U-Haul people, you know, pick up the phone and call the cops on him and stuff. And it's just, it's hilarious. You know, there's, there's some really, it's a very, very, very dramatic, serious film, but there are some really fun comedic, just silly, uh, I guess not silly, but happenstances that are just really funny in this film that, that it's nice. It helps helps a little bit of levity because even though this is a story, uh, I don't think it's based on a true story. It's still very real, and it's from the. It feels very real, and it starts out, you know, from the very beginning. You know that this is what it is. You know, it doesn't screw around. I mean, he was killed. So eventually, they get up to New Hampshire after all the issues and trains and. U-Haul and all those other things and they get up there and they have the sim running and they bury them and everything and it's it's nice to see this friendship it's almost kind of like a buddy movie in a way because they rekindle this friendship between the three of them and Brian Cranston's character really feels just terrible terrible for Steve Carell's character and he even invites him to you know, move down to, I think it was in Virginia or Maryland or something to move down there and work at his bar. And, you know, if he ever passes, he'll give him the bar kind of thing. And, you know, he just feels like, you know, he shouldn't be alone. He shouldn't be alone in New Hampshire, even though that's where his wife and son are now buried. And that's, you know, no matter how much time 
how much distance, how much space there is. If you have that bond with a good friend, a soldier, uh, whoever, a family member, a pet, a pet, maybe not. That might be stretching a little bit. But, you know, it doesn't matter. I And I experienced not to, ah, shit, I'm going to do it again. But not to talk about Mike's recent wedding. I saw lots of people good friends that I haven't seen probably in high school, since high school, maybe college. And when all of us got together and we were out doing the bachelor party thing and we were, you know, getting ready in the groomsmen room and all that shit, it was just, it was almost like, you know, olden days, you know, everything that kind of had gone in between our, the time period of high school and now, and it was like, you know, it, you know, so-and-so is the same old person. He's still getting shit-faced and still screwing around. And, you know, uh, so, you know, uh, Mike's still standing there just chilling and relaxing, even though it's one of the most stressful days of his life he'll probably ever experience. And he's as cool as a cucumber. The rest of us are more stressed than he is. You know, it was, I guess it was a very fitting movie to watch on my way out there. It was, you know, it was interesting. I, I enjoyed it. It's a, I, I do recommend this film. I do say you should go check it out. You know, um, I guess before I give my rating, one last thing that I really, really did like, even though it is kind of sad, because I mean, you know, uh, a soldier was killed, a Marine was killed, was how they honored the the killed Marine throughout the entire film. And a lot of people, especially if you're not in a military family, didn't grow up in a military town, haven't been to many or any military funerals. I mean, you know, people see them on TV and things, but in this movie, you really get a sense of the honor and the respect and the code that the military has for one another. You know, when they're transferring the body from the U-Haul into the train or from the airplane into the into the uh, waiting area or whatever, you know, these are soldiers that probably have never met that guy. Of course, his best friend who's there to accompany the body the whole way, he's met him, obviously. But the other pallbearers, basically, that are carrying him have never met this guy. Never will. He's dead and gone. But they honor him with the same honor and respect they would a four-star general. They carry him the whole way. He is never alone. He, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there is someone with that casket, with that body. And that is just, it's just amazing. It's amazing to show that kind of respect. And you, they really, really show that in this film. It's fantastic. I mean, I get chills just talking about it. They, they did such a good job. Such a good job showing that. All right. So I guess I'll get to the uh, bread and butter. I was not expecting to go almost a half hour, but I'm pretty dang close. That's uh, impressive for me and my ramblings. I, if you like it or not, I'm sorry, you know. So, all right. Well, Last Flag Flying, which came out November 3rd, 2017. It is a comedy drama war film is how they describe it on the old IMDb's. 
Um, you know, I enjoyed it a lot, but there's, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's not earth shattering. What makes it really good is the story. The cinematography is very good. The acting is very good, but it's a hard subject matter. It's, it is tough to watch. Uh, the humor helps a little bit to alleviate things. Um, you know, I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to get a bit, uh, uh, I want to go higher, but I'm not, I'm going to give it three and a half reels out of five. I think if you're sitting around, you got Amazon prime, there's nothing else that's really interesting you, or you just want a good film to watch because you, you come from a military family like me, or you have friends that are in the military or you have loved ones or. You just want to honor the veterans because Veteran Day was yesterday. Go ahead and pop this on. It, it'll show you, you know, what really goes on when someone is killed in action. You know, someone young is killed in action and they bring them back. So, anyways. Well, I guess that's it for me, folks. I will... Maybe see you on Thursday. I don't know. I haven't talked to Mike, so we might be hitting a little bit of a stop in the uh, podcast. We're not going to cut it out completely. Uh, I'm getting real, real busy with uh, the Northern Arizona Suns basketball. I got two games coming up just this week alone. And so when they get rolling, they get rolling. And so I think it might be getting cut down to only one pod a week. I don't know. We'll see. I'll talk to Mike about it. But I hope you enjoyed my review of this film. I definitely think you anyone that is into war films, military films, has Amazon Prime, just looking for a good film, likes good acting, Steve Carell, Lawrence Fishburne, all those guys, they do a great job. I, I highly, highly recommend you watch this one. It, it's well worth, uh, I think it's a two-hour runtime hour hour and 20 hour and five minutes i think no two hours and five minutes something like that yeah anyways definitely worth it sit down pay respects enjoy this film um yeah i saw a bunch of movies in the theaters i saw overlord recently i saw bohemian rhapsody really want to have mike to talk about those though i don't really want to do those on my own so anyways Hope you enjoyed this solo cast by me, and I will do my best to get Mysterious Mike back on here. I, I know it's better when it's the two of us, but hopefully I didn't do too bad. If I did, please, please email us at nerds at realfilmnerds.com, or you can email me directly at matt at realfilmnerds.com. I, I would love to hear some emails, you know? Maybe if we get enough emails, we'll start doing advice or trivia or i don't know whatever but until we get our first email i'm just gonna keep putting it out there don't forget to follow us on the social medias uh make sure you tell your friends make sure you like this podcast make sure you review us on itunes let everybody know we're trying to make this thing grow a little bit Get more people interested. Why should people listen to us? I don't know. That's for you to figure out. 
I think it's fun. I like talking to you guys about movies. All right. So in the famous words of Mysterious Mike, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.